Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. Steel Magnolias podcast. Yes. We are glad to have you all here with us. I'm feeling very comforted at this moment because I just ate some comfort food. All right. Tell and me what you, what you ate today. If you follow us on Instagram, which you should do, more on that in a minute, <laughs> you will see the gooey grilled cheese, well, grilled pimento cheese Ooh, sandwich nice. with bacon that I had with some chicken soup today. It was that glorious. glorious, yes. I literally, I'm kind of holding the smell of smell the of bacon, bacon that I fried uh, to go on my grilled cheese. Oh, it's so good. So anyway, hopefully you are having a good week so far. We've had a really fun time. We've had a great week. And we sent a bunch of people to see Gone with the Wind when it came into theaters. It's still in theaters uh, for th- a few more dates, the yeah, 17th and 18th showings. of March. So if you're not following us on Instagram, pause this podcast. Or, Today's the day. <laughs> or go over right now on your smartphone and type in Steel Magnolias podcast and follow us there. We are going to be giving away more tickets yep. to upcoming films, including To Kill a Mockingbird, which is yes. coming out March 24th and 27th okay. in theaters. They're having a re-release of that classic film, and we're going to be giving away a bunch of tickets this week. So follow us on Instagram for more details on how to go see that movie. And we wanted to start by just kind of touching on what a great film that is. Yes. We say on this podcast that we want to hold on to the good parts of the South. Yes. And I think that movie has a lot of the bad parts of the South. But I tell you what, Atticus Finch is a good part of the South. Like, we need more men, more women who carry that... Um, just courage to yeah. stand up for what's right in the midst of what culture says. Yes. And, um, yes, yeah, be, just, being willing to look like the outsider yourself yeah. with your way of thinking. Yeah. I just was, uh, I rewatched that movie, um, recently just so I would, you know, have the refresher and, Wow, I was just wowed by him. Yeah. that And Gregory Peck did such an amazing job at, in that role. Yeah. But, you know, just 
how he modeled courage to his children. Mm -hmm. And I, I was just blown away. Well, here's what's interesting. You know, when movies come out now, oftentimes our first sort of awareness of it is through the trailer. Yeah, we yeah. see a preview before another film. Do I even we, want to say this? Or we see it on social media, and it, there. I mean, there are some really great movie trailers. It's like an art form. It is on how to cut a great yeah. trailer. I have, my background is in marketing films, and so I just know that there are certain even studios and film houses that specialize in just trailer cutting. Wow. You have okay. like you know two to two and a half minutes to tell a story that's you know an entire two hours that, long. Yeah. So, it's very difficult to do, um, to capture people and to really get the message across of what the film is. But what's funny is I think a lot of times we forget that movie trailers existed back on yeah. some of these old movies. <laughs> so I went back and watched the trailer for oh, cool. To Kill a Mockingbird. And it's very different than movie trailers today. Okay. For one, Gregory Peck sits down on a stool and starts to talk about the film oh wow so it's not just scenes from the movie so that's unheard of now right so he you know as you mentioned he plays Atticus Finch and the quote that he says to set up the film I just thought I would share because it really captures the film well it said he says the world never seems as fresh and wonderful comforting and terrifying as good and evil as it does when seen through the eyes of a child for a writer to ca- catch that feeling is remarkable. Perhaps that is why one book in the last few years has been so warmly embraced by millions of people. Wow. So, of course, he's talking and referring to Harper Lee, who authored yeah. To Kill a Mockingbird, the Pulitzer Prize winning novel. Mm-hmm. And anyway, and then it, you yeah. know, then it goes into some yeah. scenes of the movie. But it's just so interesting to see the way that the How film that was done was, then. was you know, marketed then. Well, one of my favorite quotes in that movie, um, I just jotted this down because as we're talking again about holding on to the good parts of the South, I, um, I love this quote. You never really understand a person until you consider things from his point of view, until you climb into his skin and walk around in it. Wow. And that is really powerful. Um, in this day and age, I just mm-hmm. think about, I feel like we've lost that as a culture mm-hmm. where people just feel like they have to tell their opinion and it, they haven't even looked at what yeah. another person's perspective might be before, yeah. before having their right thing they want to say. And so more of that is needed in every realm of society. Yeah. That quote is wild because, you know, I've heard the saying, you haven't walked a mile in his shoes, yeah. but walking in someone else's skin is a very different thing. That is head to toe. And, and this movie deals so much with skin color right. that um, I think that makes it even more powerful to yeah. think about. I don't want to give too much away of the story, but yeah, a lot it's of the segregated South it. yeah. and it's a, a, a crime story. Mm-hmm. So thinking about... Uh, you know, I was even really moved rewatching it and seeing an all-white male jury. That would be really difficult 
as a woman. Yes. That would be really difficult in many scenarios, but as a black man. Yeah. Anything that is skewed that much in only one representation is very scary. Very scary. Yes. Um, Yeah. So that, but there's also a scene in that movie that was really moving to me where um, Atticus Finch's son is sitting in the car and he is having an interaction with a man who spits in his face, spits in Atticus's face. And he says nothing. And the only thing he does is reach into his pocket and pull out his handkerchief to wipe his face. And his son sees all of that. Wow. And I just thought, wow, what a, what a moment to get to... S- Teach that to your child in a very practical way. He didn't raise his voice. He didn't throw a punch. He turned the other cheek. Big time. And it was um, just a powerful scene. So I just say more of that. Yeah. More more Atticus Finch. Yeah. Well, it is very challenging to stretch ourselves to be around people that aren't like us. Mm -hmm. But... That shouldn't stop us, right, from at least trying. That's right. Even if it, like, goes badly. Like, I just, you know, I'm thinking, we were talking before we started recording today about, you know, should we take a friend or an acquaintance that we might not really know well or that is different than us to go see this film. So yeah, that's just an encouragement to maybe go with some, you don't have to tell them let's right. go because we're different, but <laughs> <Yeah>. just <laughs> stretching yourself to go with somebody, be that to lunch or yeah. to this movie, yeah. um, just to even practice that, putting yourself in someone else's life and yeah. seeing, thinking through what that might look like. Yeah. That's good. Well, I'm excited it's coming back to theaters. I'm actually reading the book before I go see it because I wanted to, I read the book in probably high school or middle school, whatever age that was on the required reading and haven't since. So, um, I'm excited to have the book comparison to the movie when it's out later this month. That's awesome. Well, we record on Sundays, which mm-hmm. helped us very easily come up with our topic for today, which is Sunday dinner in the South. That's right. So we wanted to talk about everything from where this really came from to uh, typical uh, re- recipes or items you would see at a gathering to crock pots, which are <laughs> sometimes an integral piece, and then even the um, the the kind of church or neighborhood potluck, yeah. which is off, sometimes also on a Sunday. So, Well, when I think of Sunday dinner in the South, I kind of have a visual even of just a porch filled with rocking chairs and people sitting in those rockers with dogs laying next to them on that porch and screen doors pulled open and slamming shut and sweet tea glasses sitting around and good smells coming from the kitchen. Kids kind of running all over the place and a couple of added card tables because there's not enough room at the dining room table. Those are just kind of some of my visual. Gingham paper uh, tablecloths over them so the kid's table doesn't have a mess or a spill. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what'd you find on the history? Well, I just, you know, I was just digging around a little bit, but it, you know, Sunday supper is a a midday or rather the main meal on Sunday, sometimes called Sunday dinner. Uh And you 
typically, you know, back when, would not have said Sunday lunch. No. You would have said Sunday dinner. Yeah. Supper would be for evening, usually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's more likely to occur a little later in the afternoon, mm-hmm. kind of in that noon to 4 p.m. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of that is because of church. That's right. People are occupied with attending church in the morning. And the practice of Sunday supper originated with families gathering after church for a full meal in England and Europe. And those are countries that are deep with Christian heritage. Yeah. And today, Sunday supper continues, um, you know, as a special time for families, but it's far less common. That's just because of our schedules and just demands and detachment from church going rituals as well for sure um there's even even people don't live in the same city as their relatives that's true it was often kind of around a family that's true you invited others yeah but even sports commitments have started to you know eclipse on church and therefore um the rest of the day just other sorts of participatory Mm -hmm. events and kids lives and modern day pools for our (laughs) schedule yeah so uh, i it is funny there's a there's a sunday supper movement website i know i found this too i didn't know about it until i was looking at this subject so they offer you know online food community with recipes events and you know just different ways so funny isn't it in their way modernize sunday supper and create a little brand but it does encourage families there the website encourages families to cook and sit down to eat together. And we just commend them for that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, I think on Sundays, while, yes, schedules are busy, people typically are not in quite the hurry right? that they are any other days of the week. Again, in the South, still, you know, quite a few people have been to church, and that's kind of what this is also based on, yeah. is you invite maybe the pastor or priest or yeah. visiting speaker or whatever yes. to come over. And um, so just the timing. And then you've been with people. You're in a good mood, right. hopefully, from that dressed time. For the day. And you're already so dressed. And- it's an easy transition. to, And you're hungry by that point. That's right. So That's right. all of that kind of played in. Um, I think now our culture just has this hurry up and eat syndrome yes. that is... Um, kind of frustrating to me. I I get in that mode too sometimes, but you and I have both had the privilege to travel a little bit. And I think this is still mostly an American problem. The hurry up and eat eat thing. Absolutely. Um, In European countries, especially Italy, France, places like that, like the meal time is the entertainment. Yeah. I mean, that's not exactly what you do before the entertainment. It is the entertainment. So, Waiters and waitresses in those places find that strange that you're, you know, we need to hurry because we have tickets to this thing. Right. And they're like, oh, like that's kind of a yeah. shocking that yeah. you're hurrying this meal. But it would even be, I would think, from a server standpoint, kind of frowned upon if you're just basically holding the table. Like if you're just lingering. Here. Yeah. Here. Yeah. They're like, we got to turn this table. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, from both sides. Yeah. Culture-wise. It is funny. But I think that um, Sundays, there's still maybe a little bit more of the slow down and enjoy conversation. so. Yeah. Yeah. Than you you see other days of the week. Exactly. At least. Yeah. So. We'll we'll still count it as the slowest of the seven days. (laughs) There you go. It may not be slow, but it's the slowest. 
And I, I even think, um, you know, the tradition of this, um, even, you know, in our growing up, I'm not talking about a super long time ago, people didn't go out to eat very right. often. That was very yeah. rare. Yeah. Um, and so it was pretty much a given you were going to go home go to home have to a meal. Yeah. People didn't have the money to go out to exactly. eat all the time, especially for a whole family. Exactly. So, um, there, and there weren't even a lot of choices of restaurants True. like there are now. True. You know, there's yeah. so many, but anyway, I thought I was thinking about that, that that's probably another reason that yeah. that was so big. Yeah. So what are the foods that you think of most right off the top of your head when you're thinking Sunday supper? Okay. When I think Sunday supper, I think fried chicken. Okay. I think roast with pot potatoes and that carrots. Was, that was number one it. on my list. Okay. Um, chicken and dumplings was kind okay. of a popular thing, um, which I personally is not a favorite of mine. I don't like the chicken, and, chicken dumplings. and dumplings thing. Um that, that kind of even a roast chicken or a ham, something yeah. on a platter. For some reason, I picture a meat on a platter. Yeah. Kind of a... Warm foods, though. Warm foods. I mean, primarily yeah. a meat. Even a chicken pot pie. Oh, yeah. You know, very comfort food. That. But that could have, you know, been made ahead of time and then bake right when you get home. Yeah. Or, um, which, we're talking crock pots here in a minute for that very reason. Timing is very is, difficult yeah. with some of these things that need a long time to cook. But yeah, you could stick a ham in, turkey. Uh, I would say um, potatoes is definitely just some, some sort of potato. going to be in the is, mix. It's got to be. I think one beautiful it. thing about the South is... Um, and we have some beautiful things in the summer, corn, tomatoes, mm-hmm. you know, okra, just all these wonderfully fresh things. And then in the, you, what you would have seen it, uh, a long time ago, not so much now, is they would then can that stuff. Right. And you'd have the same things, just canned yeah. versions later. All year long. That's right. Yes. And including jams with your biscuits and um, some of that kind of thing. So. Yeah. I also commend some of these just true Southern women <laughs> and it could have been men too. I don't mean to, but usually let's face it. It was the women, um, who were making on Saturday, the pies, the cake, absolutely, you know, getting some of the stuff ready so that the timing, it made it look easy. It sure did. Oh, we just warmed yeah. this up and whipped this up, but they'd been working on it all. Uh-huh. Weekend, you uh-huh. know, getting the stages of that yeah. together. And so I just think about how much we need to commend some of these yes. women that make this All look the pie easy. Makers. <laughs> it's not easy. I would say meatloaf would be another oh, one absolutely. I would add to the absolutely. mix. And um, if we have any favorite recipes of any of this, we'll put it in our show notes. Because when I say meatloaf, there is a cookbook that's that you gave me actually food that says welcome. Oh yeah. By Barbara Smith. I love her meatloaf. So if, if any of these are sparking a, Hey, we need to put the recipe for something yeah. up in our uh, show notes. We'll do that. I um, also think one important thing about a Sunday dinner or supper that I think about is just the saying of grace too. Mm-hmm. Like often you would see if you had invited your pastor or somebody like that, maybe they would do it. Mm-hmm. But um, often it was the head of the house, the sure. man of the house yeah. would do it or something like that. And I yeah. just think that's even a sweet piece of um, of a Sunday mm-hmm. dinner. And even just 
also wanted to mention that multi-generational yes of that meal and i always love that social and table skills right yes it encourages that and gives a place to practice great place to practice great way to hear stories of the other generations for both sides you know both sides and um yeah so i love anything that gets people telling stories and history and yeah learning personalities and yeah. all of that that come with multi-generational. But I do think gatherings. that we have to give a place for practice for That's table right. skills, safety, of- even if you're accustomed to sitting down as a family on a reg- you know, on a very pretty regular basis, mm-hmm. there's still that comfort that starts to happen. If you're just speaking to your mom or your dad or both or a sibling or, you know, and there does, we've mentioned this before, but there needs to even be promptings by the older parents or, or something to say, Hey, Carol, ask her, ask her about that play she was in. You were mentioning, you thought that was neat, whatever, like kind of giving them promptings of what, how to even do that. Yeah. So as much as I think we, we sort of believe that even the teens or, you know, tweens are rolling their eyes at this sort of thing. The The number one sort of experience I go back to, and I've shared this with you many times before, was when I was a leader in Young Life, which is yes. an organization that is worldwide and reaches out to primarily high school students mm-hmm. And they have a fantastic camp program. Oh my goodness! Which is far above a lot of other summer camp type places that you'd probably imagine. We're talking, you know, fifteen hundred foot mountain hikes in Colorado and zip lining and horseback, horseback riding. riding and just you know, just extremities, Skiing, all kinds of beautiful, yeah. beautiful properties Lakes. all over the country and actually worldwide. But at the end of each week, which they always claim will be the best week of your life or your money back. That's amazing. Yeah. Guarantee. All of the youths or not all, but a lot of the youth students, the majority said their favorite thing about camp was the dining hall, meaning the time where we sat down in circular tables. Okay. And they were served a meal and we just had conversation. And I just think, even if we think those teens are rolling their eyes mm-hmm. at the fact that they have to sit down or they have to stay at the table until everyone's with them, done, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. They secretly need it and love it. That's so, right. So I agree. If Sunday supper is the only time during a week when your family can do this because of schedules, then that could be, you know, an integral part of the kind of development mm-hmm. of your kids. So, I love that. Um, I came across a book um, that was interesting. I just looked at it online. Like I didn't actually hold the book. Okay. That was called Sunday Dinner in the South. Hey. The author's name is Tammy Allgood. And it had some, it was just a lovely book. Okay. Had some stories from different um, pastors of different churches in the South. Oh, fun. Different things like that, but also just, you know, lovely layout of recipes. Okay. Different things like that. So that might be something if you want to um, look at a particular book, there's tons of different ones out there, but I thought that one was really pretty. That's great. Um, yeah. So 
it is kind of critical, like we mentioned, to have the timing right. And if you do go to church, mm-hmm. then you may have to lean into your crock pot to be yeah. doing the cooking while you're away. So I will just be upfront and say I have more recipes that are in the failed category of crock pot for crock pot cooking <laughs> that I'm not going to repeat than I do of ones that I am repeating, but that's just kind of the way you got to get into a groove yes. of finding your, your go-to recipes. So I only have a few, but I really like these few. Well, hit it, us with it, them. it took a long time. I feel like to get here and I'll s- just spare you of the bad ones that aren't <laughs> worth it for appetizers. I like to do this for, Either if I'm going somewhere, you know, and I want to contribute a hot appetizer, or if I'm doing this at my own house, I just love having some frozen meatballs thrown into mm-hmm. a crock pot and throw in some grape jelly, grape jelly and, and chili sauce. Chili sauce. Heinz That's chili a very sauce. good one. So yeah. good. And then you can just keep it on warm. And it's and, hearty, too. It's yeah. Not, you know, that's something that is pretty hardy. And especially if you know your meal still needs some cook time when yeah. you when everybody's going to start showing up, yeah. have that and some pimento cheese and you're good some to go. Pimento cheese and some sweet tea or lemonade would be <laughs> fantastic and would definitely maybe keep some folks out from like, under your elbows yeah. while you're trying to finish the meal. That's good. Um during the week I love doing a Catalina chicken, mm-hmm. but I've done this for churches or during church hours as well. Super Literally easy. frozen chicken breasts and top it with a bottle of Catalina salad dressing. I like to throw in some either honey or cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce. But you don't even have to. I've done it with just the chicken and the Catalina dressing and it's still good. So Put it on some rice, make some rice or something like yeah. that. So that's yeah. easy and that's that's hearty too. And then the other one I would mention is one that I typically prepare and is done as a freezer meal. Okay. But you, if you're, you know, setting up your Sunday dinner and know that on Saturday you're going to be making this, just go ahead and have it ready. You just cut up some beef and um, I'll put the recipe on the show notes, but you make a beef stroganoff. So all you have to cook is that pasta are the egg noodles yeah. when you get home or when you're That's a great idea. ready for the supper to begin. So... Beef stroganoff, Catalina chicken, and meatballs. Those are my three favorite crock pots. But I would love to hear others. Well, this one's not a crock pot, but it's a favorite um, Sunday kind of thing for me because it you you cook it in the oven, but in a in a Dutch oven in a really oh, slow yeah. in the oven. Yeah, and that's a weekend brisket. Um, so it's really good and you, um, cook it on 250 for, um, several hours and then, but that makes it super easy because, um, like, yeah, it cooks four to five hours. So then if I get it going in the morning, it's done, you know, when I get home and you don't have to do anything to it really while you're, while in that four to five hours, you don't like, it's just cooking slow. Yeah. And so then obviously you're going to want something to go with that. Um, I'll often make, you know already have the scallop potatoes ready that just need to be mm. heated real fast and maybe some green beans, things that, you know, there's your critical potatoes for the That's meal. right. That's right. So that's not a crock pot, but it's still a slow cooked yeah. and ready when you get home from yeah. church. I don't do a ton in the 
crock pot for entrees. I mean, I do a lot of soups and yeah. taco kind of stuff. And But I do have a cheesy cauliflower. So good. Um, spicy crock pot cauliflower. And um, it kind of gives me that feel of a mac and cheese, but not yes. quite so unhealthy. <laughs> I, I don't even like cauliflower, and I like your it's cheesy good. cauliflower. Because yeah. you do forget it's cauliflower, I think. Okay. I don't think yeah. my husband does. I think it's all he can think about, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, it's very comparable to a mac and cheese. So we may could throw those recipes okay. out. That's a couple that are. Let's do that. Well, that is a, a nice little kind of, I would say, teaser on Sunday supper. Mm-hmm. Also critical and important are events like a potluck. Yeah. Which also sometimes happen on Sunday. Often, yeah. And this is always a win-win because you're going to get to taste all different bites of all sorts of things. Of all kinds of things. I love that churches often used to have a fellowship hall. Yes. That's what it would be called was the fellowship hall that most of the time had those long tables always set up mm-hmm. and that's where you would often have meals together. Yeah. Sometimes it would even have a little kitchen off to the side or yeah. something like that. I was cracking up when we were looking at different places to have our wedding and some of the you know more old school churches were you know, set up to, you can either rent the church or it's an additional fee if you need the fellowship hall. Uh-huh. And, you know, I mean, yeah. they knew, you yeah. know, this is a reception-esque sort of event. That's so you right. need something for the fellowship hall. So sweet. Also, we've talked about um, just how big funerals can be in the South. That's and, true. You know, they're usually, those fellowship halls are full of home-cooked food by the church to serve the family, which is really sweet, too. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah, love the whole fellowship hall potluck situation that happens in churches. So, typically, a potluck, you know, whether it's on Sunday or any other day or night of the week, is casserole central, right? Oh, gosh, yes. Did we think that's where casseroles maybe even came from? Well, I just, they do travel well, so (laughs) I don't know if that's how that came about and... Um, certainly in the South, if you are um, frequenting those, it's nice to have that casserole carrier. Yes. Too. That's a good gift. It if is there's a, a little great side gift. note. If there's a Mother's Day gift or a birthday gift you're looking for someone, get them a casserole, casserole carrier. carrier. That's right. Um, but yeah, I think those, you'll see all kinds of casseroles, many even overlaps of different mm-hmm. And lots of them have cheese on it, but you're going to see a lot of those at potlucks. Well, we were, you know, we crack up sometimes because a lot of the events that we go to, we're both together and we like to skip the store-bought items. Oh, goodness, yes. Yeah. Just all together. That's, that's, yeah, I can, (laughs) I'm going for the homemade and I even feel like, you know, no matter what church you're a part of, you know those people. Oh, yeah. That are the good cooks. If in our particular situation, I want to know what did Lisa Browning and Suzanne Stroud bring? Because I know <laughs> both of those are going to be good. Well, and even just looking at the containers uh-huh. that stuff is brought in, you can tell, <laughs> right? What what dishes are seasoned? You know yeah. what's you know, and of course, it's good to also bring stuff in disposable containers sure. so you don't have to worry about it picking up your dish afterward. But there's some old school good cooks out there that bring their same dish every time, yeah. and you it can has had its almost day. look forward to. 
Yeah. What's going to be there? So I like looking for, like we said, the homemade Mm -hmm. items, skipping all the store-bought stuff. I love deviled eggs. Oh, my goodness. So I'm always going to try some deviled eggs if those are out. I just heard the funniest thing. I don't know if I told you this, Laura Beth. It said, how come I can only eat two eggs scrambled or fried, but I can eat 40 if they're deviled? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That was so funny. That's so true. And they're hearty. I mean, it's like... It's, it's a hard-boiled egg, so it's even more. Don't know what it is. Weight but to it, yeah. I can eat those. It uh, made me laugh because I was like, "That is real." <laughs> deviled eggs. I love. Um, I love all the the fruits and you know ambrosia. Ambrosia. <laughs> it remi- that reminds me of that scene in, in the Help. That movie, oh, yeah, where Minnie, who is one of the. Uh, Maids. She makes great fried tr- chicken, but uh-huh. she, she, I mean, she makes good everything. Yeah, and they're yeah. all excited. Did Minnie bring her ambrosia over to the bridge club? So, yeah. That's ambrosia. So ambrosia is just fruit fluff, really. Yeah, yeah. But it's good. I mean, Philip, my husband, doesn't like it at all. Doesn't like but, anything like that. Um, what about the um, that wonderful pretzel strawberry salad do you know what i'm talking now about his mom makes that's that and i love Pot that thing there's so many the strawberry signature. salad that's a great one what else um oh gosh just pies yeah, right tons of pies cobblers oh cobblers <laughs> i love summer because you can make those wonderful cobblers the only thing that's tough about cobblers at a potluck is you want it warm. You want it warm, and I like a little ice cream on it. And, and you cream can't do that and there. But, you know, typically yeah. it's it's already been cooled down if it's been sitting true. in the fellowship hall all That's day. That's true. Maybe a caramel cake would be something mm, that would be yes, a yummy southern dessert. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the other moves that I've seen people start to do is kind of create a potluck theme. So like a taco bar, like, yeah, like it's not a free for all, but yeah. like this is, I'm, you know, the host or the lead person is going to provide the meat. Yeah. And then everybody else is supposed to bring Run all the, the fixings. Thing. So that's yeah. kind of fun that too. Is fun. I would typically probably bring like guacamole because uh-huh. I love avocados. So yeah, that's one thing I've seen kind of the trend from free-for-all potlucks move towards like some sort of a theme and i think taco bars is definitely one of the more popular ones um what else would you say about potlucks and crock pots and i just think it's one of the beautiful things about potlucks to me is nobody had to wear themselves out cooking yeah i mean everybody's chipping in so yes. it's not like one person has had to Either do all, spend all of the money or do all of the sweat equity of That's this thing true. happening. Like everybody's pitched in, and I love that. that. Makes it nice. Yeah, you get to all enjoy it together. Well, we um, obviously love to eat. We're going to be um, going to a special event tonight here in Franklin, so we're excited to maybe even have some more food items to share. Yeah, I didn't eat much today, so I would be hungry tonight. Well, follow us on Instagram. We'll be posting photos of some of our some favorites. food tonight. We'll be tasting about for, I think, two hours yeah. we get to taste food. Lots. So we've, we've prepped our, our minds <laughs> and gotten us mentally prepared via our conversation today. But do follow us on Instagram yeah. so you can be a contender for our tickets to see To Kill a Mockingbird and other giveaways and fun things that we'll be doing in the More future. Coming. 
And if you're sitting there listening and you're saying, I really like these girls, go ahead and hit subscribe and make sure you do that so that you are notified each time uh, we release a new episode so that you don't have to remember to go and listen. It'll give you that push notification. Well, we're just so glad that you guys listened. We, we don't take that for granted. We appreciate you and we hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks, y'all.